Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. Thanks so much for being here. This week, you're going to learn how to select the best lead magnet for your service-based business, as well as discover how to increase sales and grow your business. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, we feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are going to help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome to the Second Act entrepreneur show. Again, welcome in case you're new to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. I'm Elisa Connor. And for about the last 15 years, I've been helping small businesses and entrepreneurs scale and grow their business using strategic marketing, including the power of email marketing. So before we dive into this week's show, um, I want a couple reminders. One, remind you that if you stay tuned till the end, I will have a, a special bonus for you, you and second help with your email marketing so that you can see sales from the effort and time that you put into it. The Email Breakthrough Academy is your step-by-step solution to supercharging your email marketing. Enrollment is open currently for a limited time, and you can go find out more about the program and enroll at coursebreakthroughacademy.com forward slash capital E, capital B, capital A. And I'll be sure to link that down in the show notes um, and below this Uh, episode. So without further ado, the first question most businesses ask themselves when they're getting ready to start growing their email list is what kind of lead magnet should I create? I should probably get on this and create something, right? If that's you, um, then you probably had that conversation with yourself and then went straight to work to create a lead magnet that you thought would be best for your audience. You put in hours perfecting it, making it look really nice. Um, Maybe you struggled with the tech to get it connected to all the places that it needed to be connected. And you may have even spent thousands of dollars hiring somebody else to put it into action for you. But in reality, you could have saved yourself a ton of time and money by doing one simple thing. And we're going to dive into that thing in just a minute. But I always think it's such a great idea. and people learn so well if we use examples. So before we dive into that answer, I wanna give you an example. Recently, they opened a new Mexican restaurant in the na- near the neighborhood where I live. And I got some great reviews from friends and family and um, also some tips on what to order. So I'm kind of a foodie. If you don't know me or you're new, you may not know that I actually had a food business prior to going into marketing. Um, so I'm a little bit snotty about where I got to eat, but Before I go, I usually do some prep to make sure, okay, is this gonna be a good fit? I check out their menu, I see what ingredients they use, I see what the vibe kinda is. Um, And I usually go and like pick out a few things and I'm like, oh, I might order that and think about this or whatever. So if you're like me and you do those things, take a minute and imagine this with me. I show up to the restaurant, they immediately seat me. They don't ask how many people are in my party. They put me outside. It's 90 degrees. And then they just bring a whole table full of food that I didn't order. How do you think that would go? Do you think that if that were you in that position, you'd be like, oh, this is a great restaurant? Or would you be like, "Uh, this is like a lead balloon? 
Like, <laughs> no, I do not want this experience. No, I do not want the food. I did not want to sit outside. I am already hot. And so if the restaurant were to operate in that way, how long do you think they would be in business? Probably not very long. Yet as entrepreneurs, we make these decisions for our clients for them all the time. And we do that in ways of like creating a lead magnet and we create services or offers or products that we think that they need, or we sell them something that we think they need that they don't even know that they need. And this all leads to a very big problem. And the root of that problem is that word we, because we are focused on us and not them. So we aren't asking them, you know, what, what is the problem that you're having? Like, what are your struggles? What would be the most helpful? Um, and what is something that, you know, you're not seeing anywhere else out there that, you know, are people talking over the problem in the, in the marketplace? And so um, when we come at it from that point of view, it makes it a lot more difficult for us to get people engaged and interested in what we've created. So let me give you another example. Um, when, uh, before COVID, and um, probably, dur- I think it was during COVID as well. Um, I was lucky enough to work with oh, a few hundred entrepreneurs on creating copy for their lead magnets, their email series, their sales pages, their opt-in pages, and things like that. And these were um, entrepreneurs who were in the field of either they wrote a book, they um, were some sort of business coach or life coach, um, and or they um, ultimately had some sort of service that they wanted to promote on stages. So they were looking to speak on stages and possibly get paid on stages to promote their book, their um, you know online course, their coaching services, whatever that looked like. The problem was is that they came into this workshop and this workshop was thousands of dollars. It cost thousands of dollars for them to participate in this. And um, they hadn't firmed up their business model. So they came in and they had an idea of what they wanted to do. And this was probably, it wasn't everyone in there, but it was probably a good 85 to 90% of people. And they were just like, yeah, this idea for a business, but they had not done any market research. They had not, asked or, you know, actually had proof of concept where they hired people or did work for people for a lower cost to see if it would actually work or if people would pay pay them for what they were doing. And in essence, they spent thousands and thousands of dollars on a hope, wing, and a prayer that this would turn into a business. And to me, that was just heartbreaking. I would almost cringe when they would show up and they didn't have um, any of those really basic business things figured out. And yet they were paying tons and tons of money to have all of these pieces of collateral and pieces of marketing to implement for a product or service offering that they didn't even have customers for. And so um, it caused me to create a phrase that I used with them over and over and again, because we could not really do a good job of creating those marketing materials because we didn't know who we were talking to. We didn't know how we were helping them and we didn't have a way to grab their attention because we didn't even know what their problems were. And so I would tell these people, people buy solutions, not suggestions. 
And so it made me, um, there was one particular client that came across and he was such a nice person, but I just felt horrible for him because his business model was based on an experience and he wanted to be a positivity coach. And so I was like, yeah, good for you. Good for doing the work and getting to be more positive in your life and, you know, eliminating your negative mindset. But here's the reality. Nobody's going to pay you to be positive because one, you can't measure those results. You have no way to say, oh, you're going to be positive 100% of the time. And two, there's so many things on the internet that are available already to improve positivity. There are podcasts, there are books, there are um, audio books, there's positive quotes everywhere. There's, um, was that? there's articles that are written every single day on how to increase positivity, positivity. And so there's no differentiation between what you want to do and what already exists. And the reality is, is that it's an inside job. Becoming more positive is an inside job. You have no control over whether or not somebody actually takes those pieces that you could prepare for them and sees results from looking at them, implementing them or whatever. So people are not going to buy into, I want to be more positive. They're going to buy into the effects that positivity gives them more business, more clients in their business, um, better, uh, experience in relationships. Um, you know, all of those different things. So the reality is, is people will not buy positive positivity because they can do it on their own and they don't see the value in paying you to make them more positive. And that's a harsh truth. And I, I want you to take a minute and look at your own business and really ask yourself, is this something that people would pay for? Because if it isn't, or it isn't directly connected to a problem they're having, that's why you're struggling. And so now let's look at positivity as a, not a symptom, a addition to another program. Like say you had a weight, um, you wanted to lose weight. Well, if you can add some positive mindset into losing weight, you're going to have a better experience. But positivity on its own is not going to help somebody lose weight. They have to follow a a different, they have to take in less calories and they have to move more. Like that's what it all comes down to. It doesn't matter what weight loss program you do. Ultimately it comes down to, you have to eat less and move more. If you are struggling with mental health, sure. Positivity can help with that, but you probably actually need some proven tactics that a psychologist or someone in the mental health industry can give you to overcome mental health issues. Like I'm not in mental health, so I don't know what those things are. I'm not a weight loss coach, so I don't know what those things are, but Positivity alone isn't going to help you get the results of having better mental health or having achieving your weight loss or even being a more successful entrepreneur. Now, is it one of those things that you could use as a tool in your toolbox? Absolutely. But on its own, it's just a recipe for failure. So all of this to say, this applies to your lead magnet. If you gave somebody, for example, as a positivity coach, 12 positive words that they could just repeat every single day. What do you think the results of them doing that are going to be? Well, one, they probably won't stick with it because most people don't even get past the third day on a new habit without some sort of help or coaching or accountability. But two, just repeating those words over and over and over is not really going to help anybody improve their life. They have to take other steps to do that. And so 
when we're creating our lead magnet for our business, we need to think about from the perspective of our potential clients, what is it that they need? And instead of guessing, here's a novel concept, why don't we ask them? Like that's the simple solution is we go and we ask them before we create, promote, or sell anything. Because if we are going out and doing all the work to create, promote, and market all of those things, we better darn well know that somebody's gonna be interested. And so when we ask our potential customers or our current customers or the customers of our competitors, what they're struggling with and what they would do to fix that struggle or make it better, and we go create that, we've already are 100% towards our goal because we already know that somebody wants it. And if one person wants it, you can bet more than one person wants it. And so rather than just guessing and throwing something out there because you know you have to have something, go and ask. Even if you ask five people, you're gonna get a pretty good indication of something that's of interest to them. The second um, suggestion that you can take under advisement when creating your lead magnet is to really understand who you're talking to. Don't guess. Don't guess who they are. Don't guess how they feel. Don't guess what they're thinking. Don't guess where what they've tried already. Ask them. And you can do this in so many different ways. You can post a poll on social media. You can ask an open-ended question in a post. You can host a live video and have people type in their questions. You can send out surveys. You can email your audience. But if you go out and you just decide, I'm gonna create a 30 page ebook for my sales customer and they don't even have time to read the current emails in their inbox, what is the likelihood they're gonna have time to go through 30 pages of an ebook from somebody they don't know? Slim to none. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not gonna make time for that ebook unless they can see a direct correlation between that ebook and them making their job easier so that they have more time to read the emails that they have to read because it's part of their job. If you, if you create a recorded meditation for your audience on something that um, is a piece of your business or your service offering, but the people in your audience don't meditate, they're not gonna download that. Nobody's gonna get any value out of that. They're not gonna get any interest out of that. And so then it's a fail and you're like, then you feel bummed because you spent so much time recording it and you had to fight with the tech and you had to figure out all of the different components of getting it on your website. And then you're like, nobody's doing this. And I feel like it's just such a waste and nothing works. But in reality, it's because you didn't do the research up front. You didn't find out about them and what kind of lifestyle they have. And do they even listen to audios or are they video people or do they even have time for that? And so rather than guessing, we ask as many questions as possible or that they will let us. And then the third component of a really good lead magnet is that you give them some kind of result. Because if you can give them a result, you start to build trust. And when you start to build trust, then they want to know more about you. They want to know more about how you can help. And ultimately, trust leads to purchasing. And most people will not take the time to build trust in a relationship. It takes time. People don't trust you overnight. It takes them getting to know you, becoming part of your inner circle, becoming aware of who you are, what you stand for, and how you help other people. And so a really good example of a quick win or getting somebody a quick result that will start to increase that trust is creating a checklist. And there are other options for this as well, but a checklist is easy to explain. So you may have something in your business, like for me, 
I created a checklist for my one-on-one clients that is the exact steps to set up their lead magnet every single time in their WordPress website using ConvertKit. And it's, I think it's about 20 steps, but there's checkboxes. They can download it and print it out and then they can, you know, use it every single time. And the great part of it is that it makes that process so simple for them that they, every single time they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the checklist. But also the other piece of that is that that is branded with my name and my logo so that every time they see it, they go, oh yeah, I got this from Elisa. And that is awesome because it keeps you top of mind. It helps them remember that this checklist is why their job is so much easier. And they're like, oh yeah. And it builds trust every single time they use it. And then the added bonus is they might share it with a friend. And then that friend is like, OMG, who is this godsend that just saved me 20 hours trying to set up my stupid lead magnet? And your name and your branding is on it. And so if you're smart, you'll put your website phone number or whatever else you want on there. And then they have the opportunity to reach out to you because the chances are if that checklist is helping them, they probably have other problems too. So giving them that quick win and, um, the ability to remember who's giving them the quick win is really an opportunity for you to build trust and build a longer term relationship and ultimately turn them into selling into a sale. And so if you've stuck with me this long, first of all, I want to say thank you. And I promised you a bonus at the end. And so I want to deliver that bonus. So one of the ways that I share with clients to really kick up their lead magnet and make it irresistible, um, is to become like Goldilocks. So you give in your lead magnet just enough, a glimpse of what is actually possible if they were to work with you, that they get a result. And they're gonna say, oh, if this, if, if this is what she's giving away for free, I can't even imagine what it would be like to work with her. But not giving them so much for free that they're overwhelmed and they're like, oh my gosh, this is way too hard. I'm not going to do it. And um, there's no, you know, no way that I can either do this or the opposite. They're going to convince themselves that they don't need you and they can do it on their own. And we all know if we're in a consulting or coaching business, that is nearly impossible to do all the things on your own. And so it's a really delicate balance. But if you can become like Goldilocks and not be too much or too little, then you have met the sweet spot and it takes time to get there. You're probably not going to hit it out of the ballpark in the first shot. But what's really nice is you can create one thing that answers that question that you asked them and they gave you an answer to and you can test it and then you can tweak it. You don't go and reinvent the wheel. You tweak it and you test it again. And then you see how that worked with your, with your audience. And then if you still want better results, you tweak it a little more and you test it again. And that delicate balance is really what will um, not only grow your email list and grow your sales in your business, but ultimately it leads to long-term customers. And we all know that it is somewhere like 10 times harder to get a new customer than it is to keep your current customers buying from you in some other way. And so using that information and knowing that you can build trust and then you can continue that information, that relationship 
is really uh, beneficial for your business in the long run. So if all of this is sparking some desire in you to really dig into your email marketing and start utilizing it as a way to nurture relationships and build a foundation for your marketing, then I would like to um, remind you that the Email Breakthrough Academy, which is my signature program, is currently open for enrollment. It is your step-by-step solution to supercharge your email marketing. Nothing is left out uh, there. It covers all of the things you could imagine, including the tech. And if you want to learn more about that program or enroll, you can do that at Course Breakthrough Academy forward slash EBA, all capitalized. And that stands for Email Breakthrough Academy. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. I love having you here. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, take care, be well, and stay safe. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries, we've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast. Looking forward to seeing you next week.